Welcome to another inspirational podcast at Real Life Church. For more great content and updates, visit reallifechurchkc.com. the God who has taken our sins away. They are gone this morning. So I'm going 
you so thankful this morning that God has taken our sins and they are gone as far as the east is from the west. Hallelujah this morning. And as we continue in worship, we are going to lean in to ask the Spirit to come and take this place because God has a special message of freedom for you this morning. Your chains gone, your fear will bow today. So lean in.
even right now, God, right now, Father, set those who are captive free in your name today, God. Do what only you can do. Build this place with your presence, God. We invite you here. How great the chasm that lay between us. How high the mountain I could not climb. In desperation, I turned to heaven and spoke your name into
that is alive today. I don't know what you're going through. If you're in the in the midst of a battle, if you're in a valley, I don't care if you're facing a, a loss of a relationship, maybe the loss of health. God has something for you today. He has a purpose for your life. And no matter how lost you think you are, you are not lost when you turn your eyes to God. And he wants to have something great for you guys today. So let's give it up for God one more time this morning, can we? That's right, that's right. I'm Barry. I want to let you guys know that we are so grateful for you guys being here today. And before you guys sit down, we have another audience with us today. If you're following online, I want to welcome you as well. We are live here at KT. We are real life. So real life, can we give everybody that's online just a huge round of applause? Man, we are so excited for all of you guys today. If you guys are with us in person, you guys turn around, give somebody an air high five and go ahead and catch a seat. following along online or you're new with us in person, I want you guys, I want to invite you guys to fill out a digital communication card. You can do that in two different ways. The first one is that you can pull out your phone and text uh, RLNEW to 97000 or if you're following along online, there's going to be a link that pops up in the comments. If you fill out this communication card, what we'll do is we'll have a team member, a connection team member, reach out and just let you know that we care about you and they'll help you in any way that we can. Because we want you guys to know that God cares about you and we care about you. So please fill out that digital communication card. We'd love to connect with you because it's all about being on mission here at Real Life. And our mission in Real Life is this, to see people far from God discover the real life and purpose in Jesus. And so that is what we, that's what we live, that's what we breathe. And I want you guys to know that you can be on mission with us today by doing something cool called Next Steps. And so this is the third week of October, so we're on step three. And step three is this, is the me I was born to be. If you come hang out with us right after this gathering in the Next Steps room, you'll find out what God has for you in your life. A lot of people tell you you're just born for, you know, just your job or just to have a good time. I want you guys to know that God has something great for you. And you can learn about your purpose today in Next Steps. You also have an opportunity to hang out with Pastor Sean and Diane. So we would love to connect with you. Just follow the signs and we'll catch you guys in the Next Steps room right after this gathering. So who knows that 2020 has been a year to forget, right? And we're in the middle of a series about getting out of your head. And so we're going to do that. We're going to get out of all the toxic thoughts that we've had from 2020, from the crises, from health, the race riots, the election. Who knows we're already ready for that to be over. So let's think about what we're thinking about. Let's get out of our heads. I want to encourage you to grab your phones, get on the Version Bible app and follow along as we conclude our message series, Getting Out of Your Head. living hope. <laughs> I just want to keep that thing going. Sorry, I don't sing, but man, get tore it up. Come on, give it for the worship team today. Give it up for God. It's going to be in my head all day long, dude. Seriously, man, that was on fire. I don't need to preach a message now. So I'm just telling you, man, what an incredible experience so far today. Uh, I want to encourage you guys. Um, man, what, what was your favorite part of the week? Life group? That's what I thought you said. Come on, who enjoyed the week in life group this week? Come on. You enjoy it? Second weekend? I'm going to tell you, man, God is doing some cool stuff. I jumped in, uh, I led the Freedom Group, Barry's out of town in Moab, doing this cool thing, mountain biking. I had a chance to lead the Freedom Group last Sunday night. I'm telling you, man, God was all over this. God was all over this. <laughs> He's in the sound system. Um, I'm just telling you, just seeing these stories of people with brokenness and pain. Sorry, I keep hearing the feedback, so I'm finding a spot that's not feeding back. That's not it. It's right here. Still there. 
But anyway, God was all over this. So hearing the conversations and uh, what people are doing and their, like what they struggle with and been through and just the victory that God's brought in people's lives. And the Freedom Group is a group that's really about getting past your past. Come on, somebody. It's one of those groups for everybody. And so I encourage you, if you've not been in a life group or been to a Freedom Group, we offer it every single semester on purpose. Uh, because when you guys, when you get connected here in your first year, get connected to a Freedom Group. There's so much stuff inside our hearts and we battle with in the past. And so if you're not jumped in a group yet, man, that's maybe one of those groups you want to jump into. Come on, somebody. Uh, we all got some stuff that we carry. And so I just had so much fun in that group. So I encourage you to jump in. We got about 80 people in groups. And I'm like, man, we can do better. Come on, somebody. Because <laughs> I think God just wants a, us to get a connection this year. It's so easy to do it on our own. So as we do this message today, this can be a little different. We're closing out the series, Get Out of Your Head. And uh, man, there's a strong topic we're talking about, a taboo topic. And uh, we're talking about overcoming suicidal thoughts. And so as you know, um, tragically this week, there was a Belton High School student that took his life. And, uh, you know, it's not uh, unusual in this season. It's an absolute tragedy. Uh, matter of fact, in May of 2020, more people committed suicide than all of 2019 combined. And so this is something we're going to talk about. I've invited a good friend of mine, you guys know him, Brian Mason, to come up here. We're going to do this a little differently. So come on up, Brian. Give it up for Brian. He's got a word. God has given him a word. He's given me a word, and we're going to combine that word into the bigger word. Um, but it's going to be good this morning. And uh, just getting real, uh, just slowing things down, and just having a heart check moment. This is like one of those moments as a pastor, you're driving the bus, and you're just going to pull over, and you're going to stop the bus, and then you're going to walk back and be like, how are you doing? Are you doing good? Are you doing good? How are you doing, Jason? Doing good? Doing awesome? We're going to talk. Just kidding. Um, not calling back. But you're doing good. You're doing, we're just going to chuck up on your heart because I'm telling you, some of you guys may feel like you're failing this season. I mean, I don't know if you're like me, but I felt that, that pressure. Uh, you may not feel like you have it inside of you to go on. You may not feel like you're not good enough. And uh, can I just encourage you, man, that God has a purpose for your life today. And I want to dedicate this message to any family member, any friend, any loved one uh, that's been affected by suicide. And so uh, I want to start out just with this idea, and I think it's so important that we just start with this, and it's this. It's okay to be okay. Or I said that wrong, dude. It's okay not to be okay. That was a total fail. It's okay not to be okay. I hope you came in this morning and you feel accepted and loved. Maybe you walked in maybe for the first time and you felt like, man, this place is going to catch on fire. I was talking to somebody last night that said, my, my parents came to church, man, they feel like it's going to burn down on top of them. And maybe you came today and you just don't feel like you're all together. Well, welcome to the church. Come on, somebody. If you're the per perfect person, you're the first person that came, that's perfect. You can start taking over and preaching this message, okay? I'm just telling you, we will accept you as you are. Matter of fact, the first thing that Jesus told us was just come. Just come. He didn't say, come after you clean your mess up. He said, come in your addiction. Come on, somebody. Come in your broken marriage. Man, come with all your problems at home. Come with all the disagreements. Man, come with some anger. Come on. Come with some doubt. Come with some fear. Come to church just as you are. It's okay not to be okay. Come on, somebody. If you think you're okay, you're not okay. <laughs> all right? There's this stuff inside of our hearts, and we can get stuck in our heads so easy in this season. Matter of fact, about 10 years ago, um, there was a young lady in my, in my youth ministry. And uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to call her Danny. Her name's not Danny, but I'm going to call her Danny for the illustration. And uh, Danny came to me and my wife, and uh, she would said oh, she was struggling with uh, popping pills. Um, she had had depression. She was suicidal. She was walking through a terrible season in her life. And she said when her parents were gone, she'd go up in a medicine cabinet, open up, and she'd just make a basic cocktail of pills, just trying to drown the pain in her life. This lady trusted us enough. Danny trusted us enough to come to us and share that with us. And when you share that with somebody, it's, it's kind of scary, isn't it? 
But we get to steward that and pray for her and encourage her. And we found out her story because there's always a story. Come on, somebody. There's something in our past. There's something that's holding us down. And, and something happened inside of a, in her family, and she'd been sexually abused. And so she came to us looking for help, kind of the last part, uh, just emotionally destroyed, uh, just discouraged, and said, I just need some help. And so we began to pray for her, encourage her, give her some resourcing, but it's a slow, slow process. But tragically, uh, one of her friends, uh, she was with a group of friends that also popped pills. And so one of her friends took one too many pills, uh, had way too much, and uh, she went to the hospital, and, and they gave her 48 hours to live, up to 40 hours to live. Her liver was shutting down. And so she said bye to her family, she said bye to her friends, and this young lady, Danny, was one of those friends that came to the hospital, she said bye to. Absolute tragic situation, absolute heartbreaking, walking through that season with her and seeing her brokenness. She had the funeral, Danny went to the funeral, the next Sunday she came to our youth group, and she brought this with her, and this has been a decade ago. She brought this bottle of pills. She said, I'm done. I'm done living by myself and doing it my way. I need help. Like, I'm, I'm done with this. And she's seen the brokenness and the pain of what that brings to see on the other side of it, to see somebody who was suicidal and then actually survived the suicide attempt but still die, and to hear the regret and the pain and all the emotions that go with it. She's, I'm out. Like, I'm not doing this anymore. She gave me this pill bottle, and it sits on my shelf in my office to remind me of the hope that God can change people, that there's a bigger purpose to our life. And so your past doesn't define you. Matter of fact, this is pretty crazy about her story. Um, she went on to be a pharmacist, believe that or not. So God has a sense of humor, right? Ten years later, she's now a pharmacist, and she's dealing out these pills, right? Um, but God just used her life. And I just encourage you, like, your past doesn't define your future. Like, what you've been through doesn't define your future. Like, who your parents were or, won't, or were or won't. Um, like what you've struggled with, what somebody said to you, your worst moment in life, like the anger that maybe you've seen. I kind of encourage you today that you may feel like you're in a mess and you're trapped and there's no future ahead of you, but there is a future. And can I encourage you, just beg you to not to go down that path without talking to somebody. Because I want encourage you, it's okay not to be okay, but it's not okay not to talk to somebody. It's not okay to do this on your own. It's not okay to pretend like you don't got a problem. Like your poop don't smell. It's not okay to walk around and think, yeah, the world on the string. It's not okay to pretend to be somebody you're not. It's not okay. It's not okay to go to church called real life church and not be real. It's not okay. It's not okay to walk through life by yourself. And that's what this is all about. We're the church, the people of God, and we're a judgment-free zone. Come on, somebody. This is just like uh, Planet Fitness, you know. <laughs> don't we hear any grunts and groans around here? You're not that cool. I'm just kidding. Just telling you, you show up and you feel like you don't have enough. You don't, can't make it. I mean, you, on your best day, what do you do? You make a picture, a post, right? And you're looking all cool. You call up the friend. You're bragging about how awesome you are. But who do you call on your bad day? Like, who do you call in the darkest of nights? Like, who do you call when life isn't going good? When you can't make a post? When no one's going to agree with you? When you feel like you're all by yourself? Who is in your corner? And this was all about today. Just talking about it. Bringing it up. It's okay not to be okay, but it's not okay to talk about it. Can I tell you that your past doesn't redefine your future? I need to talk to somebody in this room that's a son, some men, and I don't know what age that is because it could be a teenager because I struggle with this as a teenager and I struggle with this in my 20s and sometimes I go back to struggle with this. So maybe you're a grown man and need to hear this today. Can I just tell you that you will always be your father's son, but you're not your father. You'll always be your father's son, but you're not your father. Somebody's to hear this today. 
Because some of us are judging our future based upon the words of our dad, our earthly father. And some of you guys got some amazing dads. And some of you guys got some absent dads. And some of you guys don't know your dads. And some of you guys hate your dads. And some of you guys are afraid of being your dads. But I kind of encourage you, you're not your dad. That there is another dad, a heavenly father, amen, that loves you and cares for you. One of the greatest things I could ever tell you is that you need to replace your earthly father with your heavenly father. Like you need to start hearing the voice from above. You need to start knowing that you're loved and that God cares for you and he has a purpose for your life. I know some of you have heard some, some negative words and been given some negative uh, things in your life. And there's some things that have happened to you and you can see all this around you. But it's easy to blame your parents or blame your past. But today, you know what, we're going to look at life and say, come on, God. I just need a word from you. I love what it says about our father. And it's found, it's found in man, Romans 8.15. It says, the spirit you receive does not make you slaves. Come on, somebody. Now, if you're living in an addiction, if you're living in your mind, if you're stuck in your head, that is not the spirit of God. He says the spirit of God does not make you slaves, so you live in fear. Come on. Fear is falling apart. Rather, the spirit you received brought you about the adoption of sonship, and by him we cry, Abba, Father. And maybe for the first time in your life, you can call somebody daddy. Come on, somebody. I didn't grow up calling my dad dad. I still don't call my dad dad. I call him Dan. That's his name. That's what I've seen in my entire life. I don't call him by, by that name. I don't call him dad. And for some of you, maybe that's in your situation, but I have a Heavenly Father, amen, that loves me enough. And we're going to talk about that love. We're going to talk about some hope today. We're going to talk about what it's like for God to get in your life and to change you. Now, now we're not professional counselors, and we're going to talk about getting some help and doing stuff, but I know God has had a word for you today. So I'm going to turn it over to Brian and just share some hope with you. Yeah, amen. Um, boy, brother, I'm telling you, we keep doing stuff like this. We're just going to be like... Going after it, just preaching more and more. It's so exciting. Uh, you might as well turn that clock off right now, brother. We're ready to go. Um, hey, you came to the second gathering, so. <laughs> yeah, I know. They know what they're in for. Like, you know there's an early start. Anyway, I, wanted, um, I just want to touch on what, he, what Sean said because it's amazing that you don't really know what's going on in people's lives. You know what I'm saying? Like, we know what's going on, on uh, what we can see face value, but there's always something so much deeper. And how incredible is it when you open Scripture that there's always something in there that can speak to your situation or, or that was written even 2,000 years ago, really with you in mind, amen? And so um, Sean was telling me when we first got together, look at this passage. This is 1 Peter, first uh, chapter, verse 3. And Peter writes this to uh, Christians in the early church who had been dispersed among the ancient world. So they find themselves homeless and, and persecuted the things that they were going through. And he writes this. He says, Praise be to God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ and his great mercy. He has given us new birth into a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. And it's funny to read this. If you are struggling here today and you're really suffering and going through persecution or difficult times, First Peter is an amazing book for you to read. Because like I said, a lot of Christians in that time, and even Peter himself, who's jailed and was beaten and persecuted, is writing this. You know what they would do? This is not American persecution, what they were going through. They would take Christians, and they would put them on poles, and they would cover them in oil. And while they're still alive, they would light them on fire just to have lights for their parties. We, we don't know persecution like that really, do we? But the reason I tell you that is because the situation that you're in, you may feel like that. It's difficult, amen? But Peter writes that we have a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus. That living part ties into Jesus who defeated the grave and death, amen? And we have that living, that hope. 
is really in the Greek means an eagerness or something we're looking forward to. It's not talking about here on earth is heaven. That's not what he's saying because it's not. Our culture devalues us, right? Amen? Amen. And saying that what you need to have are things. And the more things that you have, the more fulfilled and the more happy you'll be. And life should be Instagram perfect. But it's not. Things are just things. They don't define who you are. Your past, as Sean said, doesn't define who you are. It's that hope that we have. That eager expectation of where we're going. And it's because of Jesus. That's the foundation of it all. Amen? Somebody. Yeah, we need to get some hope today. Come on, dude. Come on. I feel like we got unchained when they sang that song earlier about let loose today. So I want to encourage you, if you guys are struggling, you're in a season, I want to encourage you to talk to somebody. Like, seriously, get real with somebody. I know you don't want to do that. Like, we don't want everybody to know our baggage. Come on, somebody. Like, we don't want to tell somebody to be honest. We don't want to take responsibility. Let's get real. Like, it's a lot easier to blame everything else. We don't want, we don't want to be honest with ourselves sometimes, but I encourage you to talk to somebody. Like, get real with somebody. It's not okay not to talk to somebody. And ultimately, you got to talk to God, amen? Like, you got to talk to God. And it seems like the first thing we do is we run from living hope. Like, oh, God doesn't care. He doesn't love me. It's like, man, I don't know what God you're thinking of, baby, but it's not the God of the Bible. Like, you can run to Jesus. I want to tell you what it says in Proverbs 4.20. It says this. It says, my son, pay attention to what I say. Turn your ear to my words. Don't let them out of your sight. Come on, fix your eyes on the words of God. Keep them within your heart, for they... For they are life to those who find them, amen, and health to one's body. Above all else, guard your heart for everything you do flows from it. Man, we're called to talk to God. Like we're called to hide his word in our heart. We're called to fix our mind on the truth of God. And you got to go battle with those lies, amen, because there's something you're telling yourself. There's a song on repeat. There is an addiction. There is some kind of pain. There's something in your life that is holding you back and it is lying to you even in this moment. And I want to encourage you to replace that with the truth of God. You might say, man, how to overcome suicidal thoughts. Like, this isn't like an end-all, be-all, but this is where it can start. This is how it looks like. I'm going to give you a real practical example of how this looks like. There's a pastor, a uh, real prominent pastor here in the United States named Louis Giglio. He's one of those guys that's accomplished, you know? Like, one of those guys you think, hey, that is sin, you know? I mean, he's got a record album, a record label. He's got a, a publishing company. He's got an amazing church. He's got a movement called Passion, reaches hundreds of thousands of people every single year. And you'd think, man, this guy's got it all together. And he writes a story, and it's in a book called The Comeback. And I encourage you to read that if you're struggling. And uh, he said he woke up this couple years ago. He woke up in the middle of the night, had some kind of anxiety attack, and it just felt like he was going to die. And for the next month and a half or two months, he struggled with deep depression, feeling less than, suicidal thoughts, didn't know how he was going to come through this. And he had to say this, eventually came to the point where he realized that anxiety wasn't the issue. The anxiety was a result of an issue. Like it was just a symptom of a greater cause. And so he began to deep, deep in his life, and he found these lies, these fears that he was holding on to in that season he didn't want to address. And so as he woke up, because uh, I don't know if you've been in a season of anxiety or fear, and you're trapped in your head, you don't sleep very well, do you? And if you don't think the Bible's real, you need to pick up the Psalms, because there's a lot of songs about Psalms about how um, to sleep in the middle of the night and how can you be rested because of the truth of God, because a lot of people struggle with this. We all struggle with this. And so he began to do something that's very practical for you today. Uh, he'd wake up in the middle of the night, and he began to recite the songs that, he is, that his church has written, that he's been a part of, the songs of truth just over his life, begin to replace the lies with the truth of God. And so maybe he's saying, this is my living hope. This is living hope. I can hear him now singing, chains, fall, fear, bow. Jesus changes everything. He wrote, he wrote some of these songs, by the way. Okay, he's a part of all this. And you can see him just battling inside of his heart and his mind for the truth of God. And he said this, he said, I didn't know how long I was going to sing, but i sing. And so sometimes I would sing for an hour, sometimes sing for 30 minutes. But what I found is over the course of a month, 
I began to sing less and less and less. I've been to wake up with anxiety less and less and less. And God began to rewire my mind because there's something we're telling ourselves today. Like somebody walked in today and thought, you're destined to be a failure. Like somebody walked in today and didn't think they're good enough. I've been there. You've been there. Some of you guys walked in today and you thought, man, my dad doesn't care. Some of you guys walked in today and thought, man, I'll never make it. Like I'm not good enough. Some of you guys walked in today and felt dirty. Some of you guys didn't walk in today and tell anybody anything, but you've been doing it behind the scenes. You've been treating yourself like dirt. Some of you are just doing your own thing. You've been prescribing yourself stuff for your life to, to hide the pain. You know, when you run from people, you run from yourself. Have you ever been a foster parent? You've been through somebody that's tough and you get burned. You've been around somebody trying to help them and they run from you. Man, that's tough, isn't it? Because not ready to deal with it yet. And I just encourage you that God is running to you today. That he wants to heal you today. He wants to set you free today. Like he is close enough today to whisper in your ear. Like he loves you today. In this moment, he wants to heal you. He wants to redeem you. He wants to change you. He didn't save you so you could be in fear. He saved you so you could be in freedom, amen. I felt some chains fall this morning during the worship. Come on, dude. I mean, it's nice when you go the second when you preach the first because you sing differently. Come on, somebody. And you start hearing these songs and you're like, man, I've got to get real with God. I want to encourage you in this moment, in this message to get real with God. Yeah. It's funny what you just said, Sean. Listen, God is after somebody today. And I'm thinking he was after somebody in the early service. And I'm sure he was. And maybe somebody online. But somebody here in the second service, I'm telling you that God is after you. He is so well put. Um, and i got to share this story with you guys. So here I am, minding my own business on a Wednesday in a little town called Pomona, Kansas. Never heard of it? No one in Pomona, Kansas has ever heard of Pomona, Kansas either. It's a tiny little town. Matter of fact, I rolled into Pomona on the phone with one of my coworkers. I said, hey, I finally got here. And then I instantly said, I think I just left. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> tiny town. And I'm working, minding my own business, and Sean calls. Sean's got an idea. Great. And he starts going on about this sermon idea. I'm in Pomona. I can't really hear and I'm like, yeah, I'm all in. Whatever it is, I'm in. I told him before, I don't care if you call me on Sunday morning, you're sick, and you need somebody to preach, I'm in. Just give me 20 minutes, we'll be fine. Well, let's, let's just rock and roll. I love yeah, thank God for that. Come on, somebody. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's so much fun, right? So, but instantly I'm like uncomfortable. And I, I don't know why, but I just ignored it and passed it on and figured it out later. I go home and talk to my wife about it. I said, I just don't really understand what he wants to do, but we're going to get together tomorrow and it'll make more sense. So I get together with him the next day we start going over what he feels like God is telling him what he wants to do. And I'm like, okay. But like, can I just be honest with you? Like inside, I was like, I don't get it. I mean, I get it, but I, something's just not right. You know what I mean? And I went home, my wife asked me about it. I'm like, yeah, it's fine. It's gonna be great. Well, then Friday comes and just this this feeling comes over me that I've never had. And I, I've been preaching for 10 years and I've never had this feeling come over me. It was just uncomfortable. And so I did what's best. I just ignored it. Right? And then Saturday comes. And then Saturday, I'm like, man, something's still like, it's just not right in my spirit about this. 
but I know it's asked to do it, so I'm going to follow and just do it. And so I do what's best and ignore it because I got plenty of projects around the house to keep me busy. And so I did. And come 7 o'clock, hey, man, tomorrow's Sunday. My brain is like, wake up. Hey, bud, tomorrow. Like, okay, yeah. But there's this block now. Now it's gone from a slightly uncomfortable to this, like, block. And I can't go through it and I can't go around it. And I can barely ignore it, but I'm really good at pushing things off. So I ignore it for a couple more hours. You know, at 11 o'clock, my wife looks at me and she goes, you ready to go tomorrow? I said, nope. She goes, well, don't you think you should be? I said, yes. (laughs) I work a little different than she does. It's hilarious. And I work definitely different than Sean does when it comes to sermon prep. I said this earlier. I almost forgot. This is funny. Like, Sean will send you sermon notes. Like, here's what I'm thinking, where I'm thinking we're going to go. And I'm like, great. And so I looked at this thing the first time. And I looked at my wife and I said, could you pass that Rosetta Stone? Because I have no idea what this is. (laughs) It's like hieroglyphics. You know what I mean? But if I did that to Sean and pass him my notes, he would look at it like there's no words on this page. You know what I mean? It's just different. So I work different in that anyway. But at this point, it's so strange to me. We go to bed at 11 o'clock. You know, I wake up at 2 a.m. and just afraid. And I'm not talking about that, like, afraid of, like, when I see a snake. You know what I'm saying? I'm talking about that afraid where you're alone. And you know there's no hope. And this wall that was there in this had built up into this dark void. It was an endless void. And it didn't matter what I thought because I was thinking of all kinds of great things I could say up here and none of it made it any better. It only seemed to make it worse. At 2 a.m., at 2.30, at 3 a.m., at 3.30, and at 4 a.m., I just said, you know what? I put on some worship music and I just said, God, I'm just going to tell you how great you are. And that void that hit me was gone. And you know what he told me? He said, that's what it feels like. I tell you this because at 4 a.m., God gave me on a micro, small scale of what you feel when you're suicidal. That loss of hope, that hopelessness. And I'm telling you that because he allowed me to feel that because you needed to hear that today. Maybe it's you online, but there is somebody somewhere who needed to hear what I stayed up at night going through because you're not alone. And he's put this church and this amazing pastor and his amazing wife and this team of people together so that you know that we're here for you. And he puts us through things so that we can better relate and better be there for you. Amen. And when I felt that in my spirit, I said, oh, Jesus, look at you go. But then it's like he walked me in this quick flashbacks of all the points in my life. I've been through it too. And I'm just telling you, I've been through bankruptcy, foreclosure. We almost got divorced. We've been through some stuff. And God flashed it in my mind and said at every point, when you gave it to me, it's when the healing began. Amen. Somebody, come on, you to hear that. Come on. Because that's your life. Whatever you're in right now. Whatever you have going on, the verse that first Peter said it perfect. It started out with praise be to God. In the midst of suffering, 
Persecution may be your teenager in the midst of crazy emotions and crazy things that are going on in your life. That's where you start. For me last night, start with that praise. And that's where it all began to grow up. Amen. Oh, someone. I can't. I can't. Brian, come on, oh, dude. Jesus. It's like, it's like lighting a fire and then like spreading the fire. You put two preachers on stage, about to go crazy. Because here's what God was telling me when you were talking, that on the other side of faith is a breakthrough. Like when you turn on that worship music, then you broke through. And all those times in your life, you ran to God. And all of a sudden you got a breakthrough in your marriage and a breakthrough with your finances and a breakthrough in your life and a breakthrough in your ministry. I start today, man, like faith. Just have faith in God. Jesus came here on a purpose. Sometimes we forget, we think God's just way out there and doesn't care, but I'm gonna tell you when Jesus started his ministry, his public ministry, he opened with a, with a quote from the Bible. Matter of fact, he quoted Luke chapter four and it's, um, he said in Luke chapter four, but it's quoted in Isaiah 61. And he says this, and it's just so pertinent for our life today. It says Isaiah 61, this is what Jesus said when he started his ministry. He said, the spirit of the sovereign Lord is upon me because the Lord has anointed me to proclaim good news to the poor. There's some good news with Jesus, amen. He has, set, he has sent me to bind up the brokenhearted. And I love that. Like we're running from God and Jesus just wants to bind us up. He wants to give us a hug. In fact, I sent this email out on, uh, on Friday and I said, how are you doing? And I talked about what's going behind the scenes. If you need help, reach out. And so he reached out to me and they said, I don't have it all together, but what I'm looking for is somebody to tell me you're gonna make it through and I need a hug. I thought that was good. And Jesus is here ready to give us a hug. He says, proclaim freedom for the captives to release, to release from darkness the prisoners, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor and the day of vengeance of their God, to comfort all who mourn. Come on, 2020. Jesus is comforting all of us that have mourned to provide for those who grieve in Zion, that's Jerusalem, to bestow on them a crown of beauty instead of ashes. Man, who knows that God will take your ruin and restore it and do something great through it? Who knows God will take your past? You never thought in that moment that God could use your life. And now, you, now you're doing something for the glory of God. Who would thought take somebody popping pills and become a pharmacist? Come on, somebody. And so just God's got a sense of humor. And this season, you may feel like you have nothing to offer that you're at the very bottom of rung, that you have climbed out of the pit and you have fallen far in the air before you can never make it out. And God is a way just taking something that feels useless and burnt and put into, into ruins and picking us up out of that and saying, I'm gonna use your life. I'm telling you, I launched this church. I had some residue from the stuff I've been through in my last church. I know you maybe walked in that way to church. I hear that a lot from people. And this man told me this as a train to launch a church. He said, you're only as healthy as your secrets. And God can change got to get rid of the residue. You got to get rid of the stuff that stopped you from following God. I believe God will change your ashes into beauty today. It says the oil of joy instead of mourning, a garment of praise instead of the spirit of despair. I mean, this is what Jesus quoted when he started his ministry, amen. Thank God he didn't say, well, if they are good enough, thank God he came to our, our neighborhood in eternity, to our neighborhood, maybe the worst neighborhood in all the universe, to love us, amen and to give us a purpose. And he came to restore us and to help us. And he's close enough to whisper you today. So if you're struggling with suicide, you're not alone, amen? There's a God that loves you. He's beside you. Somebody cares for you. I got an amen from my baby. I love that. But Brian, man, he's gonna bring home a little bit here. Let's talk about God's love a little bit. Yeah, every one of you is designed for a purpose and with a purpose in mind. And God has created everything with a purpose. Amen. 
I want you to hear this. I should have said this in the first service, but whatever it is you're supposed to do, I need that. Amen? Sean needs that. The person sitting next to you, they need that. Because God has put it on you and given you the gifts and the abilities or whatever it is to get that done. And we need that. All too often you hear people suicide say, hey, they're better off without me. No, that's not true because I need you. Come on. Amen? And you talk about God loves you so much. Hold on a second. Look at this. He created everything. And he said it was good. And then when he created mankind, he said it was what? Very good. And we fell into sin and a separation between us and God occurred. Do you realize that God right now is in heaven? And he said, my creation, these people, they're not going to be here with me. I can't live in perfection in heaven, surrounded by joy and everything imaginable that is good without them. Because without them, it's not what it could be. And it's, it's almost like God is saying, listen, I'm not spending an eternity without that. And that's God speaking. So he sends Jesus to redeem us. That's how much he loves you. Because the stuff that you're going through, the suffering, the persecution, whatever it is, he died for that. That's why he came, to bring us back to him. And you know what blows my mind? It's that when this is all over, you place your faith in Jesus, that you spend an eternity with him in heaven. Do you know what's there? I don't either. But what I'm told is that it's incredible. And it's beyond imagination. I'm told there's no crying, there's no weeping, there's joy and celebration. And you read that too in the Bible. I've read that, yeah. Yeah, it's there. That's what we get. But do you realize that that's our inheritance, but his inheritance is you? Come on. Tell me he doesn't love you. You are what he gets. I just want to say this too. I walk around this church and you people scare me. You do. I'm nervous to talk to some of you because I see God's hand on you. And I've been, I mean, we've been in this 10 years and I've been around some stuff, but I'm telling you, and I'm not trying to kiss up to you. I'm not about to start breaking out in tongues or anything like that. I'm just telling you that God has his hand on your life. And it makes me nervous because I don't want to say something that's not going to build you up. Or maybe I tell a stupid joke that distracts you from your purpose. I don't know what it is, but God's got his hand on you. And I'm telling you, I need that. We need that. It's all over all of you. It's amazing. And just I'm just going to finish my part by just saying thank you. And just keep going. And we'll do it together. But God is doing all of this so that you would hear this today and know that we're here. That somebody is here. Amen? Amen. 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 God loves you more than the grains of the sand on the earth. If you put your hands into sand and pick it up, you have about 80,000 pieces of sand. And God loves you more than all the sand in the whole earth. He knows your name. It says written on his hand. He knows every hair on your head. He cares for you. The Bible said that Jesus died for your past sins, your, your present sins, and your future sins. He knew everything about it, and he set you free 2,000 years ago on the cross of Calvary. 
today you can live in that freedom. You get out of your head. Can I encourage you with this final thought? It's really simple this. Get help until you get help. Get help until you get help. Talk to somebody. It's okay not to be okay, but it's not okay not to talk to somebody. Talk to somebody. I know you don't want people in your business, but talk to somebody. Get some help. Get somebody in your life that you can trust. I'm not saying you have to talk to me. I'm not saying you have to talk to our church, but talk to somebody. Maybe it's a mom or dad. Maybe it's a good friend. And maybe it's somebody at school. Maybe it's a teacher. But talk to somebody. Reach out to somebody. If you're a parent, if you're a loved one, you're a friend, family member, somebody who's struggling with suicidal thoughts, man, I've been there. I've been on suicide watch for two years of my life, being a foster parent. I've been there. I've seen the pain. It's difficult, the anxiety, the stress, the unknown. But can you just pray for the people around you? Don't give it up on your kids. Pray for your kids. Love your kids. Love your neighbor. If you're a best friend, man, call them. Encourage them. I encourage you with this. There's a good friend of my life. When he was in college, I wasn't born yet. <laughs> he was down. Life wasn't where he thought it would be. And he thought it was time to end his life. And so he took a gun and put it into his mouth. And just before he pulled the trigger, the phone rang. Good friend of his, man. Told me he loved him. He cared for him. Because of that moment, I have a spiritual father in my life. Because that moment, somebody picked their phone up enough to say, I'm here for you, buddy. He had no idea what was happening in that person's life. Can I encourage you just to run to somebody who needs some help? And the Bible talks about carrying the faint-hearted and the weak. In this season, when you're discouraged, you don't think there's a light in the tunnel. Can I just make a promise to you? If you get around somebody in this church and the people of God, they will pick you up and carry you. Sometimes I have to say, Brian, can I get on your shoulders? Or Barry, come on. Who knows I talk to Barry about stuff I'm not talking to you about. Come on, somebody. Right? And he carries me through seasons. And I borrow people's faith because sometimes I don't feel like I got enough in that moment or in that season. I encourage you to borrow somebody's faith, amen? Maybe it's your dad's faith. Maybe it's your friend's faith. Maybe it's your sibling's faith. I encourage you to do that. If you're a parent, if you're a loved one, man, don't be afraid to reach out. Don't be afraid to talk about it. We don't change people. God changes people, amen? But we're just here to bring hope bring healing. I believe our church, we can change some stats, amen? I would love it if our church would be the church. It would be the breakthrough thing that Raymore and Belden, our community needs to change the stat of suicide, amen? I'd love for us to be able to bring some hope to some teenagers when they talk about, Ray Peck, you matter, and Belden, you matter. You matter to God, amen? And we can bring that to people. We can help people before they make a permanent decision on a temporary problem. Like, we can be there for them, mind their purpose and their courage. So I also encourage you today, if you need help, get help. And here's two ways to do it. One is this, man, jump into a life group. Now, this isn't going to be like in-depth counseling or something, but it's the people you're around that change your life. And for some of you guys jump in a life group, and you're like, uh, dude, this was not for me because they're talking about all this real stuff, and I'm running from it. You know, I saw some of that happen recently. And you realize, like, dude, I need that. Like, there's some dads in those life groups that some of you young men need. Like, there's some friends in those life groups that some of you men need. And we need to get around some people that are going to pray for us and care about us and encourage us. And they know something about us. They know, so just make some friends. Get connected. But I'll also connect you with something that's really important. And that's some Christian counseling. And so if you need help, I want to encourage you to do this. No shame. Just to jump in and do it. Uh, we give counseling away for free. You get four sessions for free through the Linden Counseling uh, Christian Center. And uh, the group that runs this is amazing. Uh, the guy's planted three churches loves the Lord, is a team of people, but can I encourage you to jump in and get help until you get help? There's no shame in getting counseling, amen? There's no shame in getting help. I mean, if your life isn't messy, you're the first one. 
And so I'm gonna encourage you to jump in and, and just do a heart check. Maybe just for you and your wife, just do, for your marriage, you know? Just, just, just get on your knees and before God say, God, what do you want me to do? And sometimes you gotta pick the phone up and need an outside voice. And so I encourage you, we'd love to help you. But I wanna make a deal. If you call us and say you need help, you gotta show up for that counseling. Come on, somebody. I pass the number out a lot and we do pay for it. And I know how much we pay for it. And we don't use it enough. And so if you need help, we're gonna give you a number. We're gonna give you something to text in a little bit here. We're gonna get you connected. If you need help, take us up, man. Just dare you to do it. I dare you to change. I dare you to step out and say, dude, I'm done with this. 2020 ain't getting me, dude. Like, there's a guy that loves me and he's next to me. I wanna encourage you with this last verse. It's found in 2 Corinthians 4. It's Paul talking. Bill Prison, he's been beaten, struck down. You know, the whole story of Paul, just absolutely everything. He says, we're hard pressed on every side, but we're not crushed. Come on, somebody. We're perplexed in 2020, but we're not in despair. We're persecuted, but not abandoned. Come on, somebody. God is with me, struck down, but not destroyed. What a great picture of the Christian life. I mean, if you thought you got saved, your problems were going away, you didn't read the Bible. Like life has a hardship and there's some pain and there's some stuff you're gonna walk through, but you're not alone because Paul goes on to say, so we fix our eyes not on what is seen, but what is unseen, since what we see is temporary, like Brian talked about, but what is unseen is eternal. So I wanna encourage you guys to leave today with your eyes focused on Jesus, not discouraged or in despair or wanting to quit, but man, just having some encouragement because there's something way bigger than I can see. There's something way bigger than this temporary problem. There's something way bigger than my past. There's something way bigger than 2020. Come on, somebody. I want to replace that song with, uh, he took my sin and shame in my mask, you know? Like, I want to talk about how God's a God of COVID. Like, he resurrected through COVID. He saved me through this season. Like, we have a purpose and a calling. And so you guys can come to the third service. We're going to make a third service to do the worship again, okay? I'm just telling you, it's on fire. There's some chains that get broken today. I don't encourage you. If you're struggling, get help until you get help. If you know somebody, which we all do, pick that phone up. Make a phone call, be in somebody's life. Father, come before you. God, thank you for what you're doing. God, you're doing only what you can do. God, we can't change anybody, but God, you're in the restoration business. It's why you're doing this. It's who you are. You didn't want heaven without us, and so you sent your best for us. So today, God, we surrender to you. God, we ask you to use our lives. I'm gonna pray for someone this morning that says, I need to get help. Like, I need to get help. Maybe, maybe you've been struggling with suicidal thoughts. Maybe you've been struggling with anxiety. Maybe you've been struggling with depression. Maybe you've been running down the path. Maybe you've been refusing counseling. Maybe you're refusing help. Maybe you're running from people, which is running from yourself. Maybe you're in that season, but today you know what? I believe God has a purpose for my life, and I need to get this figured out. I need to get some help today. And to take a moment just being unashamed, I ain't be looking around and say, I need some help today. I need to get some counseling. I need to join a life group. I need part of it. I don't know what your next step is, but you just need to do something different. And so after you, that's you, I want to pray for you. And just, I'll be looking around. Just put your hand up. Just real, just put it up and say, I need some help today. I see your hands. Everybody else, I need some help today. I need some help. There's hands all across this room. I'll pray for you, Father God, just set us free in your spirit. Our minds that we're loved, that we're not in this alone. Like, look around at what you're doing. God, we're not faithless in this season, so we're gonna just declare some faith in this moment for a breakthrough. Like, there's some chains that are gonna fall off. There's some addictions that are gonna be broken. So God, just give me the next step. God, for those of us need to go to counseling, God, I pray that just jump in. There's no shame in that. I pray that just get, get somebody around them, get some godly men and women that can point in the right direction and build them up. Don't wait till it explodes. Talk to somebody. So God, we just trust you, God, what you're doing. God, you've shown us areas in our life, God, where we need help. And God, I pray our church would be the biggest help. God, we'd be the biggest voice of hope. We'd be the biggest biggest voice of encouragement. God, when people come in, we love them where they're at. We show them Jesus. 
let God do some work. I want to pray for one more group of people today. And that's you that say, you know, I need Jesus. Like when Brian was talking about heaven, not wanting not to go on without us. Like I need heaven. Like I've been doing my own way. I've been struggling my own story. Like I've been stuck in the past. And here today, there's a God that loves me. Like he's intimate and real. Like he's, he's going to bind up my heart. Like he's close enough to whisper. I need to know this God. And so Jesus is God. He died on the cross for your sins, past, present, and future. He knows everything you've ever done, and he loves you. Even when you felt worthless, and you felt like a failure, and you felt insignificant, you didn't think you could make it while you're treading water, you feel like you're drowning, and Jesus reaches down and says, no, I've got you. And you have a dad, who's Jesus' father, who loves you, declares truth in your life, and believes in you, and wants to change you. And so maybe today you need to say yes to Jesus. The Bible says, anybody calls on Jesus, we saved, forgiven, and made new. So maybe today you say yes to Jesus. He's going to change you and transform you, come into your life. And our church is going to be here for, to help you along the way with your faith journey. So maybe you need to say yes to Jesus. That's you. Nobody looking around. Maybe you're online. You need to put your hand up and say, I need Jesus. Maybe today say, I need Jesus today. Come on, I know God's speaking. I just need Jesus. And if that's you, I want you to pray this prayer. Just ask God in your own words. But say, God, thank you so much for sending Jesus. Man, I'm struggling. I thought it had it all together, but you know, on the inside, it's hollow. I'm just afraid. I've been scared, but Jesus, I see you're strong. I see you love me and you care for me and you have a purpose for my life. And so I've got a new dad today. I've got a heavenly father. I'm gonna cry, Abba, Father, tonight. For the first time, I'm gonna cry out to God and call him dad. You change me, God. Just use my life. God, I surrender to you and I praise in Jesus' name. Amen. Come on, give it up for those who found some hope today. Come on, give it up. You guys online. little heart check. Amen. Get, get help until you get help. Come on. Wow. What an incredible morning. I know that it's been speaking to me and I hope that it has been doing the same to you to get to hear this message of hope. I mean, when I look into that, I am so thankful that I don't have a God who came from far away to try to fix my mess, but instead he came down from heaven into the midst of it, not just to fix me, but to make me brand new. He overcame death and hell and the grave and all of these hard circumstances to come through for me. And that message of hope is so powerful. And so I hope you've grabbed on to that today. And maybe today's the first day that you've ever thought about making a decision or a choice to follow Jesus, to really understand what it is that he has done for you. And if that's the case, I have a couple of next steps I'd love to share with you on that journey. First thing you can do is you can text RLNEXT to 97000. We have an awesome part of our website with some resources for you to get connected, to start that journey with Jesus, to walk through. We'd love to connect with you through that means. And also, if you're here in person today, you can walk by on your way out. There's a um, table with some red bags on it. That has a Bible for you, a letter, some of those resources that you can grab. And we would love for you to today say, I'm going to get started on that journey with Jesus. Another next step I have for everyone in this room we've talked about is to get into a life group. The life change that happens when you surround yourself with the people of God is incredible. And I cannot say enough good things about our life group leaders, the people who are in in our groups. And so it's not too late. There's groups almost every night of the week. Some of them are online. There's a ton of options. So check it out and take a chance and jump in and get your life together with some of the people of God. You don't want to walk through even the high seasons of your life alone. Um, And the last thing that I want to share 
is if you or somebody that's close to you is struggling with thoughts of suicide today, um, depression, anxiety, some of this heavy stuff that we've talked about, we have some resources that we want to share with you. Um, and you can get these resources. I'll talk about them, but they will actually, we'll send them to you if you text RLHOPE to 97000. But the first thing I want to mention um, is there's a National Suicide Prevention Hotline. It's open 24-7. You can call anytime. If you're struggling, we would love to get you that number to send it to you today to make sure that you have resource at any time in crisis that you need. Um, Another incredible ministry called Anthem of Hope is a Christian-based organization to help stop the taboo of mental health, depression, suicidal thoughts within Christians. And I love their motto. It says, God loves you, life matters, and you have a purpose. And we believe that wholeheartedly here at Real Life. We'd love to connect you with them. Um, They connect with a thing called thehopeline.com. It has a ton of eBooks that you can download for free with a variety of issues of depression, anxiety, self-harm, abuse, divorce. It has probably 30 different books on there you can download as a resource for yourself or somebody close to you. Um, And I want you to know that when you are a part of generosity at Real Life, your gift helps to make all this happen, but it helps to make those changes happen in the lives of real people, real stories, real people struggling with different things in their life. And so there's three ways you can connect to generosity. You can go to our website, reallifechurchkc.com. You can text any amount to 84321, or there's a box in the back that you can drop uh, money or an envelope in on your way out the door. But I want to share with you um, a quick video that shows how your generosity, when you're a part of that here, actually makes a difference through the Linden Center ministry. And so check out this video. Hey, Real Life, this is Barry. I wanna let you guys know that your generosity is making a difference. Hey, I wanna introduce you to a buddy of mine. His name's Ryan Johnson. Can everybody say hi to Ryan? He's one of the guys at the back. He does a great job. He's on our dream team. Him and his family have been part of our church from the beginning. In fact, he was the first person to get baptized here at Real Life. Yes, I was. So that's really cool. So I want you to let you guys know, when you guys give here at Real Life, it makes a big difference. And one of the ways that it makes a difference is when people go through something here at Real Life and they need a little extra help, we provide four free counseling sessions through the Linden Center of Christian Counselors. When somebody comes to us, like Ryan and his family did, did in the recent past, we were able to connect them with some counselors that are just there to help. So Ryan, when you were and you and your family were in that spot, you know, how did you guys get through just the, the, the perspective that it's hard to go or the, the shame and the fear? How did you guys break through and how did uh, Linden help you guys as family? To be honest, there's kind of a taboo when people say you go to counselors or counseling or something like that. Um, so I almost didn't do this video because of that. Um, because you know people look at you differently or something like that, but I figured this might help others. We went to counseling, we had a little bit of a family issue going on that we wanted to get straightened out. And we just needed a third perspective. I mean, we've talked, we talked to you guys, we've talked to other friends, other family, even Pastor Sean, and he actually pointed us to the Linden Center, which they were a great help great people. I would highly recommend them. So for those that might be worried about it or might have a stigmatism about it, you know, I don't need to see a counselor. Even Jesus was considered a counselor. Um, so, I mean, it, it doesn't hurt for, for you to go to somebody to put you on a godly path with a godly person that can kind of guide you on where to go and how to get you back on the path that you need to be on. That's awesome that, you know, Lyndon was able to help you guys get back on that right path. God's just gifted some of these counselors just to just to do a great job and God uses them every day. So let me ask you this last question. What would you tell somebody that came and asked you is like, hey, I, I know I need help, but I'm scared. It's okay to be scared. Um, but if you need help, 
find help, get help. I mean, friends and family, absolutely. You know, Pastor Sean has heard stuff like this, you know, different things, different situations. He's heard it all. Talk to him. He can put you in touch with the proper people that you need to get in touch with. And like I said, the lending counselors, they didn't cost us any money. Uh, it was four free sessions, and I think they put us on a definitely a good and, and right path and a godly path. Awesome. Well, hey, thank you for sharing with us today. I know it's going to be an encouragement to somebody today that is going through something maybe today, or maybe just in the near future. We want to help you in any way that we can. So please get with us if you guys need any help for you or your family. Hey, something else that you can get involved with are our life groups. And one specific life group is called the Freedom Group. And we go through so many of these types of issues. I would encourage you to get signed up today. We would love to have you there. Thank you guys so much for your generosity and know that it's making a difference today. Let's give it up for Ryan. It's not easy getting up there and just bearing your heart, but I hope it really is an encouragement to you guys because I know there's somebody in here that's struggling with something today, this very day. And I just love it that we can come to a church where we can talk about the hard stuff and we can put it out there and want people to know that God cares about them and we care about them as well. So please get with somebody if you need help at all, if you want to get connected to the counseling sessions, we would love to get you connected. If you want prayer for any reason, we'll have a team member up here. We would love to pray with you today. Maybe it's praying about doing that, uh, making that next step. So. Come please uh, right after the gathering and pray with us up here. So, hey, I want to guys give you uh, uh, a little update. Next week, we're going to have a great time at church. We're going to have Halloween for the kids. They're going to dress up in costumes. They're going to have free goodie bags. They're going to have uh, the, the rooms all themed out. So invite your friends and family at 930 and 11. It's going to be an awesome time. What a great way to invite somebody to church that maybe has never been before. So 930 and 11 next week. And as always, remember, whoever finds Jesus discovers real life and purpose. We'll see you guys next week.